needs go away must needs go through the blood sprinkled way there's no other way praise his holy name it's good to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ tonight are you glad you're saved are you glad to be sanctified are you glad to be on your way to heaven amen what a privilege it is that he's redeemed us he's washed us we're bought with a price we're not our own we belong to the king of kings I like that little song I belong to the king I belong to the king it's good to belong isn't it Praise the Lord. Good to see each one of you. Let's stand and open our service with prayer. Once again, Lord, we give thanks for all that you've done and the services past, and we thank you for how you ministered to our hearts this morning, even. This afternoon, how you draw our hearts, drew our hearts closer to you and challenge us in good ways. We thank you, Lord, for our time, this day of rest, this day to worship you. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you administer to us yet again this evening as we've come together to lift up your name and to praise and to worship you. We ask that you administer to our hearts and be glorified throughout this service, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'll just run over a few announcements again because if you're like me, you tend to forget things automatically. <laughs> I jotted a few things down here. Let's continue to remember to pray for the convention. Uh, there's actually two holiness conventions coming up. One is in New Philadelphia. starts this week, 24 through 28. The flyer's on the back bulletin board. Uh, this coming Sunday, is, uh, or this will be a week from today, March 28th in the morning, the Andrew Street family will be here. And uh, I had scheduled that before I found out about the holiness convention. Before I found out anybody was going to go, I didn't know some of, the, some of our group is going to be missing. Uh, but it didn't look like I could reschedule that, so we're going to try to stick with that those dates. Next Sunday morning, the Andrew Street family will be here. Uh, that following Tuesday will be March 30th. Uh, we'll endeavor to take communion uh, on that evening service, Tuesday night. Um, and then, of course, the, the Sunday following is Easter Sunday. So that's a special time to invite friends and family and neighbors, invite them out. And then, of course, the IH convention down there in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We need to be praying about these. And then also, Brother Kevin reminded me that there's a revival service going on uh, this week there in Columbus, Ohio, at the Calvary Holiness Church, Brother Lyndall Black. So let's pray for that service as well. Let's just keep those things in our prayers and, and uh, be looking forward to what the Lord wants to do. May the Lord bless Brother Kevin as he comes and leads us in song tonight. Sing from your hearts. Three hundred and forty six. Every sin and harm 
wonderful thing to be saved from your sins. Amen. Let's turn to page number 332, Joy Unspeakable. Let us stand for this. Glory! 
parable and full of glory of the half has never yet been told. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Do you have the joy unspeakable? Try to tell about it. Any testimonies? Amen. Good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? The praise for Jesus. Amen. Good. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise His name. He's worthy of praise. Anyone else? Lord, been good to you? Been teaching you from His Word? Three from this side, how many from the other side? <laughs> I remember my grandpa talking about a dear old saint. One of the churches he pastored, she said she would try to sing that. He would say, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. It is hard to speak of the joys that Christ gives when you follow him. Thank the Lord. Praise his name for that joy. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. All the half has never yet been told. I'm convinced of that. There's going to be so much revealed to us in glory. We won't be able to comprehend it down here, but the Lord is saving it up. Praise His name. That's my testimony tonight. Anyone else? I'm always excited to hear about a new soul being saved. Good. Good. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Good. Praise the Lord. Encouraging. We're to rejoice. The saints in glory rejoice when one soul's name is written down in heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anyone else need to praise the Lord? was Tozer said when we get into heaven we'll have some regrets one of the regrets that we'll have is that we didn't praise the Lord more I believe that amen he's worthy of our praise thank the Lord all right well let's prepare our hearts to go to the throne with boldness that's what he says come with boldness approach his throne by the blood of Jesus Christ by his name and uh, let's prepare our request to lift before him. Maybe you have something on your heart. 
Well, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for giving us the victory. He's already fought the battle for us and is ready to hand the trophy over to those that will walk in the light. Amen. It's going to be a grand day sometime. Get to see Him, look upon His face, the one who saved us by His grace. Amen. Anyone else with a word of testimony upon your heart? Alright, if Brother Michael come, take up the evening offering. for the strong arm of his salvation. You read about that strong arm in the book of Psalms. Many times it's mentioned. Thank the Lord for his strength and his help in the time of need. Praise his name. All hearts clear tonight. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank the Lord. Good. Praise His name. Anyone else? All hearts clear. We must learn to lean. Learn to lean upon Jesus. My grandpa said... The older he got, the more he grew in understanding, the heavier he leaned upon the Lord. He's our strength and our help. Amen. 
Turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. I'm going to look primarily at verses 15 and 16. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 and 16 is what we mostly want to look at this evening. Let's stand for prayer. We need your help tonight. We thank you for your help thus far in the service. We thank you for your word. We thank you for encouraging our hearts and strengthening us. Thank you for reminding us of your promises. We pray, Lord, that you would apply this truth as light to our hearts. May we receive it with gratitude. May we receive it with willing hearts to walk in the light that you give to us. Let us not forget your commands. Let us not forget your wooings. Draw us nearer to yourself, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. You may be seated. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Uses the word therefore, and any time the word therefore is there, we want to back up and find out what the reason is. And I think we would need to back up to verse number 10. He says, We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For, we have, for here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. I like those passages that instruct us how we might make God well pleased with us. We want to live pleasing to God, don't we? I believe that's the desire of every Christian. We mentioned it in passing about the lesson that was in the passage this morning there in John chapter 4 about worshipers and true worship. And I think there's some, some quotes that I would like to read to you tonight from A.W. Tozer. He said, If you do not worship God seven days a week, you do not worship Him on one day a week. There is no such thing known in heaven as Sunday worship unless it is accompanied by Monday worship and Tuesday worship and so on. And I thought that's pretty good. Not just to worship Him one day a week, but to worship Him every day of the week. And uh, I think it's important to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and understand how to worship Him and to be a grateful people. I believe God's people are a thankful people. I believe God's people are a thankful people. And we have much to thank God for. This passage says, by him, therefore, it's talking about Jesus. We are uh, close to Holy Week. Uh, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, after which is Easter. We celebrate Christ's resurrection. But we need not uh, lose grip of the sacrifice that Jesus gave. If we could just keep a good grip, uh, if we could just keep a clear vision in our mind's eye, if you will, of Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross and what he paid for our redemption and what sin cost him, 
I believe it would help us to live rightly. I believe it would be hard to uh, give in to the devil's temptations. I believe they wouldn't be as near as appealing to some of us as what they may seem to be at those times. And surely the devil, he knows uh, how to try to take our natural desires and, and uh, draw us away from God. But we need to make sure that we remember the sacrifice that Jesus gave on the cross. You can't celebrate Christ's resurrection until you can celebrate truly Christ's death on Calvary and all that He endured for our uh, redemption, for our forgiveness of sins in behalf of us. And He talks about that in those first uh, verses that we read there, verse number 10 on down through. And then we get to this passage that says, even by Him. It says that we're to uh, give the sacrifice of praise by Him. By Him, it says. By Him, therefore. It's talking about Jesus Christ. And it's talking about that God is well pleased. But even our sacrifice of praise, even our thankfulness, must be offered to God by Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? God helps us. You know the breath that it takes to lift up God's name? And to give Him glory, you know where that breath comes from? That comes from God. That comes by His hand, His divine strength in your life. If He takes and withdraws His hand, you'll breathe your last breath. That'll be the end. But He says, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. I want us to talk about this sacrifice of praise to God continually. I want us to ask ourselves, are we offering up the sacrifice of praise to God continually? We come to church and we offer up praise to God. We take time in the morning opening up the word of life and reading it and giving praise to God. But he says continually, to, to continually do that. I have jotted down a few things here. I want us to look first at the sacrifice, what it means to sacrifice. I want us to look at uh, understanding that we need to make sure the sacrifice is to God, not ourselves and not anyone else. And we need to understand what it means here uh, continually and also pointing out the fact that it is the fruit of our lips. He wants the fruit of our lips. There's different passages in the Word that talks about fruit, fruit. The produce of your life. What does your life produce? What does your walk with God produce? Uh, does it grow? Does it draw you nearer to God? Does it uh, draw you? Does it get you to the point where you're ready to share the gospel with other people? Does it get you to the point where you care about lost souls? Where you want to study His Word? Where you want to spend more time in prayer? What is the produce of a life lived in the presence of God? Well, this is one of those uh, fruits is the fruit of praise, the fruit of your lips. I want us to look here at the word sacrifice because he says, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice. There's different sacrifices that we can offer to God. Did you know that? And God wants those sacrifices. God wants you and I. He wants all of us. This particularly tonight is talking about the sacrifice of praise. It's very specific. Don't just offer... He's not saying just offer God anything, but he's specifically pointing out the sacrifice of praise, to sacrifice. It doesn't uh, mean as much to us, I, I believe, I feel, it doesn't mean as much to us in our day as what it did back to the Christians of the Old Testament. When it really cost them something, uh, when you had to dig down in your pockets, when you had to go and uh, find a lamb without blemish, maybe when you had to go find a, a, a turtle dove or whatever the sacrifice that was required. There were sacrifices that were required. Being God's people requires sacrifice. Sacrifice of praise is what we're talking about tonight. A sacrifice uh, in the Old Testament, and you can read about it, in the Old Testament and a lot in the Levitical law and the sin sacrifices and they would give uh, yearly sacrifices and it was uh, somewhat different for different people. If you were a rich person, it would be a sacrifice. If you were poor, there was a different sacrifice you could pour, you could uh, uh, offer to the Lord. But sacrifices nonetheless cost everybody something. It cost you something. And you couldn't sacrifice somebody else's lamb or somebody else's dove. 
You couldn't sacrifice someone else. You, you can't sacrifice someone else's lips. God wants yours. God wants mine. A sacrifice can't be uh, something that you tell someone else they need to give. But a sacrifice is something that we ourselves, something that belongs to us. It has to first belong to us before we can give it. You, uh, you can't give a person a gift on Christmas Day until you go and purchase that gift first. If you go into Walmart and you go up to the cash register and uh, they ring it up and they give you the, the dollar amount and you tell them, well, uh, this doesn't cost me anything because this is a gift for so-and-so. Uh, they'll look at you like you're cross-eyed. You said, no, I don't want to pay for this. This is a gift. I'm just, I want to give your item to someone else. <laughs> they would say it doesn't work that way. Sacrifices don't work that way. It has to be something that first belongs to you. Your lips belong to you. The uh, choice to praise belongs to you. I have jotted down here in my notes. I don't believe I preached it ever at this church before, but I had this, this uh, little saying jotted down in my Bible along this passage, and it says, Everyone's lips praise something or someone. It's our choice who we praise. When you talk, you're exalting something. You're praising something or someone. But it's your choice who you will praise. Will you be a person that you will talk about yourself all the time? All the great things that you've done. All the things that you've accomplished. All the things that you would like to accomplish. How good you are. How good looking you are. How rich you are. How smart you are. How many skills you have. And it's all about you. Or do you talk about an item? You want to talk about how good this item is and how great it is and how nice it would be to have one. And maybe you have one and maybe you want someone else to have one. And it's all about this item. Maybe it's about a thing. But he wants the sacrifice of praise to himself, to God, to God. A sacrifice, I guess I didn't uh, conclude there. But the sacrifice of praise is an offering to God. It's given to God for His use, regardless of what He wants to do with it. Think about that. I say regardless of what He wants to do with it because sometimes we want to surrender things to God. And then if God doesn't use it for the thing that maybe we think that He was going to use it for, if He doesn't use it right away, then somehow we end up trying to take it back sometimes. And then we want to use it for our purpose. Say, Lord, this is yours. You can use it any time you want. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, somebody said something. They said, you know, uh, you can borrow this item. I have an item, and it's a useful item. And they said, you can borrow it. You're welcome to borrow it any time. You just let me know when you want to use it. This item is the same. It's as good as being yours. So you come right over any time and borrow it. And there were a couple times that I thought that it'd be nice to have that item make my job a little easier and so I endeavored to meet up with that person and would stop by their house and it didn't work out <laughs> they weren't there all this item is good as being yours you could borrow it anytime you want well the times I went to borrow it it wasn't available <laughs> it wasn't really my item it has to be something that belongs to us something that's given to God regardless of what he wants to use it for regardless of when he wants to use it think about that do your lips belong to the King of glory at all times? Or just in church? Or just in devotional time? Sometimes it's uncomfortable to praise the Lord in some places. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I could take you to some places that's uncomfortable. And sometimes I've asked myself, why is it? And I've asked the Lord, Lord, why is it uncomfortable to praise you? of all that you've done in my heart, of all that I've seen you do in other people, and, and all that it talks about you and your word has been confirmed down through the years, why is it hard to praise God sometimes? And maybe that's a question that, that'll have to go unanswered for tonight, but maybe you can pray about that one. Why, why is it that there are certain places or certain times where it seems like it's hard to offer that sacrifice of praise? But this passage says continually continually 
The sacrifice is to God. It's offered to God. It's not to be taken back to oneself. The sacrifices in the Old Testament were burned. They were burned. They were burned by the holy fire upon the altar. Go back and read about Abraham and the sacrifice to the Lord. I'm not talking about Isaac, but the other sacrifice. And, and how he, it took a long time. It took hours. But he didn't take it back off the altar. He left it on the altar to be consumed by fire from a holy God. He gave it to God. A little easier back then to give things to God because they were consumed by fire. But it's different in the New Testament. The things that are sacrificed to God are things that He wants to use for His glory. God wants to use your lips for His glory. He wants to use your lips and the fruit of your lips being praise to Himself. The sacrifice of praise. Not just any sacrifice, not just a, a sacrifice of a lamb, not just a sacrifice of a goat or sacrifice of a dove taken to the, to the temple of God and, and given there and you come home without it, but a sacrifice maybe that God wants you to take home and that God wants to use it whenever He wants. Does He have that permission? Can He use your lips whenever He wants? Is He glorified continually? We talked a little bit about the sacrifice. We talked a little bit about making sure that it's to God, that your lips are always praising something or someone. It's your choice who you praise. It's your choice who you exalt. It's your choice what you exalt. When you die, what are you going to be known for? Think about that. Think about that. If your close friends... If it was up to them to write your epitaph, your, your one-liner on your headstone when you pass away, what would your close friends, maybe your co-workers, the people who are around you the most, what would they write on there? What would they think about? What are you known for? Are you known for being a person who praises God continually? What do you praise? Who do you praise? He says that we're to offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Continually. I looked up the word continually. I don't always look up words because I don't have a clue. <laughs> but I like to look up words because it helps remind me of the true definition. And Noah Webster says it's ongoing, nonstop. He made a reference to the ocean, how the waves continue to roll in the ocean. That's continual. Think about that. When it's brought to your mind to praise God, when God puts it on your heart that you need to praise Him, remember that. As long as the, the waves of the ocean are rolling, the tide is rolling against the, the shoreline, that's when it's appropriate to praise the Lord. Continually. Continually. There are different passages in the Scripture that instruct us to do things continually. One of them is to pray without ceasing. We've shared on that topic before. To pray without ceasing. I would like to venture out on a limb and say that if you're a person that prays without ceasing, you'll be a person that praises God continually. I believe it. I believe that it will be a part of your disposition. Part of where you live. Part of how you live. God's people are thankful people. It says here in the first part of this verse, it says, Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. This sacrifice has to be offered. It just doesn't happen by accident. But it does say, it uses the word let there, or to allow. And I'd like to point out that in a sanctified person, that's a natural flow to praise God. And to let that praise flow forth whenever God wants, continually. It's, it's natural, it's normal, it's something that you have to allow to happen, but yet it's purposeful. You have to do it on purpose, you have to praise God on purpose. Offer that sacrifice of praise to God continually. And we could look at this and say, what is this praise to God? What is this sacrifice of praise to God? And he goes on there to say what it is. He said, that is the fruit of our lips, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. See how He 
is the one that we're to praise by. We praise by him. It says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. And then on down, it says that it's to his name. Giving thanks to his name. Are you a thankful person? Do you give thanks to God throughout the day and continually? I believe God or God's people are to be a thankful people. The fruit of our lips, the produce, the produce of our lips. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. That natural flow. What's flowing? What's flowing? Think of a spring. Think of a spring-fed pond, a spring-fed creek. I've been in some creeks in the springtime and put my hand in the water and take my hand out and it's almost numb. I remember as a little kid playing in some of those little creeks along the hillsides and we went different places, a hike in different places and put your hand there in the water and said, wow, how is it so cold? Where is it coming from? And go on upstream and go on upstream and go on upstream and keep going upstream till it's coming right out of the, the rock. It's coming right out of the mountain. I like to go to the springs. I like to drink the water. We finally got ourselves a, a purifier, a reverse osmosis, I think they call it. But uh, there, right, right when we first got married, we used to go to the spring that Brother Mike told us about over near Englewood, and we would go get water. And uh, there was a pipe right in the side of the hill. We'd drive pool right up, right next to the road. There was another place like that down in Venton County. We built a house down uh, a log cabin down on the side of a hill down in Venton County, and we'd drive by, and every once in a while we'd see people stop at a little pull-off and say, well, that's not really a good place to stop your car. It's kind of dangerous around the corner. What are these people doing? One time we saw them getting out with jugs, and it's like, what are they, crazy? What's going on? Well, there was a spring. We stopped there one time and saw a little pipe coming out of the mountain, a little trickle of water, and went up there and took a drink of it. Man, it was good. I like spring water. And, uh, but that natural flow, if you're abiding in him and he's abiding in you you'll bear much fruit he says in John 14 and 15 he talks about abiding in him and talks about that fruit that you will produce are you going to bring forth much fruit or small fruit how much fruit how many fold well this is one of those kinds of fruit it is the fruit of your lips your lips the sacrifice of praise is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks, it says. Giving thanks. Remember, not too awful long ago, we preached along the lines of praise to the Lord and how we could liken that as writing a thank you letter. Some of you are pretty good at those thank you letters, and I appreciate that. I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but it does a preacher's heart good to get some compliments once in a while, and you all are pretty good at it. It helps encourage the pastor. I shared, I think maybe it was with Brother Kevin or someone else this uh, a week or so, but I said it's, it's, uh, it's very rare that I walk down those steps on the way down after a message and feel like I've delivered it the way it was on my heart. It just doesn't happen that way. I do my best. I enjoy trying, but the devil, he... He, I don't know if he hides under there somewhere and he tries to get on my back right away as soon as I get done preaching. I got to keep, keep fighting him off and keep, stay close to the Lord. But when you're close to God, uh, you give thanks to him and you address your praise to him. And the, you don't want any mistake about who you're praising. And there's different ways to do that. But in a thank you note, whenever I get a note from someone, a letter from somebody, I, I'll admit I get a little impatient. I want to see who it's from first. I don't always wait to, to read the whole letter. They say it's, it's appropriate to read the top, read, make sure it's to you, and read all down through there. And then when you get to the bottom, find out who it's from. Well, I can't wait. I kind of skip ahead sometimes. You ever do that in reading a book? Uh, finding out about something, I like to do that sometimes. As long as you go back and read, <laughs> you're all right. But uh, you take that, that, that letter just as you would a thank you note, and you address it to the Lord. Put His name at the top. You want to make sure that your praise goes to Him. And then you open it up by, by listing what it is that you're thankful for, and, and be specific about it. It seems like the enemy can get inroads into our heart, uh, into getting us discouraged when we can't think about specific things to praise God about. And I'm not saying that all of our testimonies have to be about specific things. He's worthy of praise just in general. But if you really want to get your heart encouraged, you really want to put the devil to flight, start being mindful of specific 
things to praise God about and to be thankful for. And that's how a thank you note would be. It would be addressed to a person at the top. And then you come down, and my mom would say, being the school teacher, you got to indent. She'd say, don't ever start right there at the edge of the page. Always come back off the edge a little bit. Now, that's proper to do that. <laughs> and she'd say, then, then start your note and explain what you're thankful for and, and explain some, some details about, about exactly what it is and how much you appreciate it. And, and then go on down, and then when you, you get to the bottom, you put your name on it. You put your name. You say, Lord, I'm giving praise to you on purpose. On purpose. When you praise God, it has to be on purpose. If you, I know you're not people who serve God just when you feel good or you wouldn't be here. <laughs> I don't have to ask that. But he says to praise God continually. Continually, nonstop, without stop. To give thanks to the Lord. He says there in verse number 16 in closing. But to do good, see here, he's pointing out two things here. We're admonished to do good, and then we're admonished to communicate. Forget not. Don't forget to communicate. Make sure you're doing good. Make sure you're walking in the light. Make sure you're obedient. Because see, giving thanks and trying to give God praise without walking in the light... That doesn't do any good. That won't go anywhere. God doesn't accept that kind of praise. It has to be uh, a praise of spirit and in truth. Worshiping Him spirit and in truth. Not just with your lips, but with your heart, with your obedience, with your decisions. Each and every day to walk in the light of God's Word. To be obedient to His Word and draw nearer to Him. And then to communicate that. That your obedience to Him is from the heart. Be uh, verbalizing that. There may come a time when you might not have your voice. Did you ever think of that? You might not have a voice to sing praises to God. You might not have a voice to verbalize your thanks to God. But use it while you have it. It's challenging to my heart, and has been ever since I started attending this church, when Sister Sharon would come. Being immobile that she is, being in all the pain that she is, and wants to be in church anytime she can. I said, well, it doesn't leave much excuse for the rest of us, does it? Us able-bodied souls, oh, I know we all have our aches and pains, and I have them too. And uh, some people say, oh, you don't know what it's like, Elijah, just wait till you get old. Well, I don't know how it'll be when I get old, but it's already bad. <laughs> My old motorcycle wreck, it doesn't let me forget for very long. But the pain that she's in, and then her not being able to even take a deep breath, to even function properly in the diaphragm. And I remember standing up here on a Sunday morning and watching her go, trying to pump up her diaphragm so she can testify and give God praise. We don't have any excuse, dear folk. We have much to praise God for. We have no reason to hesitate to give Him praise continually. Continually. Another quote from A.W. Tozer, he says, If your life does not worship God, your lips do not worship God either. And that's what's pointed out here in this verse number 16. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. He's not just pleased, dear friend. He is well pleased. He is much glorified when you praise Him with the fruit of your lips continually, nonstop. Use your lips to praise God. God's people are a thankful people. Everyone's lips praises something or someone. It's our choice who we praise. Let's stand. I trust you're challenged by these truths to put them into practice this week to live and walk in obedience to what He's shown us tonight. The altar is open. If anyone needs to pray, anyone needs to seek forgiveness, anyone needs to drive a nail in a sure place, moving on from here, things are different. Praising God continually. Unceasing praise. He's worthy. Certainly worthy.
Lord, as we prepare to depart, we ask that you would go with us once again and help us not to forget these truths tonight. It's so easy to forget. So easy in such a fast-paced society. But Lord, help us to be intentional with the, this sacrifice and with these lips of clay to lift you up, to glorify you, to magnify you continually. Be with us, Lord. Help us to be a people who put this into practice, not just a people who read your word and turn and forget as the man in James looking in the mirror, but then turning and forgetting what manner of man he was. Lord, help us to apply these each and every day. May you remind us, and as you remind us, may we walk in obedience. You're worthy of our praise, and we praise you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's close with the doxology, and then you can be dismissed. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Let's lift the fruit of our lips to our Savior and King of Kings. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. Praise His name. You're dismissed.